All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Impact Marketer. Today's guest is Director of Business Development at Be A Part Of, founder of Leopress, turning $500 to $50,000 at the age of 18, a year and a half after dropping out of university to build his e-commerce startup, building his first six-figure branding agency by the age of 21, being one of 30 founders selected for the second batch of League of Innovators, an accelerator that helps emerging Canadian founders under 25, having consulted 50-plus startups by the age of 22. Overcoming an inner battle between introversion and a toxic mindset, he's an innovative entrepreneur that had to earn a degree's worth of education through real-world experiences. Please help me in welcoming Armin Ehrenpour. Thanks so much for having me, Ryan. Appreciate it. That was a great intro. Yeah, man. I got a messy outfit, man. You, you can't be there. <laughs> Glad to be here. Awesome, man. First question on talk of the day. Uh, what inspired you to drop out and how did you know it was the right decision? Yeah, good question. Well, it was a difficult decision because both of my parents are actually professors at the university that, that I was attending. Both have PhDs. So I come from a very academic family. But for me, it was, I actually started my first company, which was the e-commerce startup, right around the same time that I started university. But after about a month to two months, once the e-commerce startup picked up and we'd made, you know, five, six, seven thousand dollars and I saw that there was actually some traction there, I could actually feel my focus really drawing away from school, even though I was never really focused on school to begin with, but like the, the last little bit of focus that was there was kind of pulled away from it. And so eventually I just found myself not even going to class. I would just show up for like the midterm, the final. And I just made the decision to focus all my energy on my venture because I felt like if I was giving both 50%, then nothing would really go anywhere. So I just weighed the options and focusing on business made more sense at the time. And then I, I just never looked back since then. It's interesting that you made that percentage analysis because I did the same thing. I was yeah. like, I don't want to give 50-50 when I can give 100 to 1. And I remember talking to, talking to my business professor at the time and he's like, well, maybe you can do 80% on one and 20% on the other and take your time. <laughs> uh, I ended up going the other way anyways, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but how did you navigate that conversation with your parents when they were both in academia? Oh man, honestly, I just didn't care at all. Like I just, I was basically like, your opinion does not matter to me. <laughs> I guess terrible as that sounds. And it's even more terrible because they moved to Canada to like give us better opportunities and like a better education and, and all of that. And so to turn around and basically be like, I literally don't care what you think. Uh, I'm going to do what I think is best is a pretty difficult and bold thing to do, especially like in a immigrant family. Right. Mm -hmm. But I was literally like, kick me out. Like, if you want to kick me out, like be mad, like do whatever you want to do. I'll figure it out, but I got to do what I have to do. And so eventually there was obviously friction at first, but eventually they became more supportive. And my mom still wants me to get, <laughs> a bachelor's degree in anything like she doesn't even care what it is anymore yeah just minimum viable degree <laughs> but they very much support my endeavors now are you ever going to get that degree <laughs> <laughs> we'll see someone told me about a uh, an mba program where you don't actually have to have a bachelor's to do the mba you, you have to have like seven years or something of management experience and you can kind of get in that way so i would consider that but getting a bachelor's degree in a field that has little to no relevance to what I'm doing and spending all that money and, and time just at this point doesn't seem pragmatic. For sure. And 
our social circles around that age of college really matter? How did you navigate that? Or, or did that play any influence in your decision making at the time? Well, the funny thing is, actually, my five closest friends from high school all ended up dropping out to <laughs> run their own businesses, which is really funny. We're actually, so I'm not as close with those same five people as we were in high school, probably because we all got busy with our own stuff. But what ended up happening is once I ended up finding the right like-minded people that I ended up working with, whether it was like through partnership, I, my co-founder for the agency, or whether it was our graphic designers or a couple tech startups that I dabbled in, my clients, people like that who were kind of on the same sort of track, who I was working with closely on a day-to-day -day basis, that actually became my, my social circle and my friend group, the people that I was around the most. And so we were all very aligned. A lot of my other friends that I may have known from high school or from sports or whatever, a lot of the, the rest of them were in school, but just because we were always working and hustling to get the next deal or whatever it was, I didn't spend as much time around my friends that were in school. So we would keep in touch, but ultimately the group that was around me were all sort of doing the similar things to what I was doing. Got it. And, you know, you talked about this problem with introversion and mindset. I've seen introversion and extroversion as neither good or bad, kind of <laughs> something you leverage in your own way. But yeah. talk about your experience and why you thought that was something you had to struggle with. Yeah. When I was in high school, I had pretty bad anxiety. So I wasn't the type of person that would sort of walk into a room full of people and naturally want to inject myself into the conversation or like just really like take charge of a room. I think more naturally, I'd be someone who would linger around the corners of the room and sort of observe more. But quickly, uh, especially being eventually in the B2B side of business, I learned that you can't really do that, especially in a very like personal localized business, which is what I was in. So I eventually just started kind of forcing myself to attend events and shake hands and like just walk up to people and just get it out, like just introduce yourself. <laughs> Even if the person seemed intimidating or I didn't feel like I knew enough to talk to someone or, or whatever, but from an earlier stage in kind of that journey, I started to try or make a conscious effort to attend as many events as possible, get there, having a few drinks helps. It <laughs> gives you a little bit more confidence. <laughs> and eventually, like, I was able to break out of that shell a little bit. So I think people now, when they meet me, they, I guess, feel like I'm a very extroverted person, like high energy whatever, but it kind of took a lot of practice to get it there because I was definitely not always like that. And what was that step-by-step -step process? Like one being, you know, maybe awareness of, oh shit, I don't have what it currently takes. And then what are the next steps? For me? Yeah, it was really just like understanding, like, so I think at the beginning, like I would say like, oh, I don't want to go to events because they're useless or like, I don't need those people or like whatever. But really that was just rooted in like a lack of confidence, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or a lack of self-esteem. So first is identifying like what the actual root of the issue is. And then for me, it was, why do you feel that lack of confidence? And to me, that breaks down into like two things mostly. One is like, you don't feel like you can add value to people. Mm -hmm. And two, 
that you don't feel like you're maybe intelligent enough to like talk to people and depending on what the setting is right if you're going to professional events and stuff like that so even today like i'll give you an example like if i went to a blockchain conference like i would be way less confident than if i went to like a design conference or like an e-commerce conference or something like that right so i'm um, having the specific domain knowledge helps and so understanding that the, one of those two things is driving that sense of the, that lack of confidence allows you to fix it. And so for me, it was just like, learn, learn first or do your research before going into some place, right? Or try to map out in a tangible way, like in a document or something, like what the actual value you bring to people is. And if you can provide value to the, to the person you're talking to, what is like the backup call to action? You know what I mean? Like for me, I always revert to even today, like if there's someone I'm talking to where I can literally add no value, it's like, dude, that sounds great. Like what is your like ideal type of client or something? So that if like anyone happens to come my way, I can like send you that referral or something. Right. So like that's one way where like, you don't need to know anything to just yeah. like, able to add value to someone that you're talking to. So just little things like that preparation. And then three is just literally putting yourself in the scenario where you have to get out of your comfort zone. Just like, just buy the ticket to the event. Once you've committed to it, like financially, <laughs> you have to show up. You're in this scenario now and that at least you're there. And then you kind of have to make a conscious effort to like talk to some people and not every day still like, not every day is a hundred percent like you're on. I have some days still like a month ago, I went to an event and I probably go to like 10 events a month. Right. So a month, a month ago I went to an event and I literally didn't talk to a single person. Like I just wasn't feeling it that day and that's okay. As long as you show up nine times out of 10, you'll, you'll be working a room. Nice man. Great yeah. tips. The preparation part, I think, is spoken like a true introvert. <laughs> I love it. And then the yeah. adding, the adding value is is so vital to, for anyone feeling like you know an imposter. I'm um, going yeah. to these things, not having that domain knowledge or ex enough experience in their own head. Um, yeah. Great, great tips, man. All right. Yeah. Man, thanks. Thanks for being on today's episode. Yeah, of course.